Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to this weekly episode of the Flats and Shanks podcast. Great to have you on board. Um, Great to have you involved. We put out a recent little extra podcast, a bonus podcast. We were just promoting the Joe Marler show and they're doing the same back. Uh, we don't want to lose you. We cherish you. And uh, there's, room, there's room for more. Please stay with us. Don't leave us. And Joe and Joe's really nice as well. Is he? Really nice bloke. Is he? Yeah, he is actually. Okay. I saw him uh, remember I told you I, I saw know him he's nice. Boot that cat once. Remember I saw him boot that cat. Yeah. But it landed um, on his feet. In, so it's all right. in fairness it was already dead. Um Will Collier had already would already killed it. But um I mean, I mean, I'm joking, but that's going to offend someone, isn't it? Just don't say it's 2022. It. Just don't say it. Can't start say the whole podcast again. Can't say anything. Start the whole mate. podcast. Can't say anything. I actually found a dead cat um, in, in an allotment uh, when I grew up in an allotment near where I live. And did you pick it up and take it one of your nature walks for the animals well, to feast off? Go to carcass the feast off. I said to my mum, "What do I do? What Probably do we burnt do? the hair off with a with fire first, didn't you? So it's easier for the animals to <laughs> access then, the flesh. No, okay. I left it. Is what I did. And mum said, "Leave it." And this is maybe where I got it from. He said the animals will. So if an animals want it, they'll get it. Anyway, went back the next day. Gone. Now, when I say it was on an allotment, it was behind the allotment fence. Now, it wasn't on anyone's allotment. It was in the undergrowth, but it was visible through mm. the metal cast iron fence railings. Okay, so someone either who had an allotment there and did something with it, mm. or animals took it. I reckon I might have buried it. Some might have buried it because it'd probably be good for the earth. Probably get some real good earth for growing veg. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Who okay, knows? Boy. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I just need to put a plea out there at the moment, mate. I need to put a plea out there. Anyone, li- if anyone is listening to this and is a technician, sound, AV, lighting, we need you. We need you at Janeiro. All right. There's a massive oh, yeah. shortage at the moment. Got loads of work on cannot find any technicians so contact me i won't give me a mail address but you can dm me on twitter or instagram or grind no not on that one um um let me know let me know because there's work there what's the money 
Um, oh, it's bloody good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, pay you. Well, how much? Just tell him. Just tell him how much. Pay you in beans. You can plant those beans. And grow a beanstalk. <laughs> pay you in leeks and lamb. Bloody the bloody Welsh. Um. Oh, my mate. Right. My mate Blum had a had a little bag um, with coins in it. For we went to Tyndall's, Mike Tyndall's golf um, day, Thursday and Friday last week, and he bought a little pouch with him full of coins. So when. Uh, Zara was going around uh, trying to get mulligans for 20 quid he put his little pouch and loads of coins in it he gave her 20 pounds worth no coins. yeah no I said I said oh, he had loads of money earlier right but he was walking along and a guy said um, I swapped that money for this um, this bag of beans here so he took the bag of beans he's going to plant them he's going to climb a beanstalk later <laughs> get like a harp <laughs> Oh yeah, but um, he did. So on the golf day, you had a nice time, didn't you? Because I spoke to you, and you were a bit merry. Yeah. You'd had a couple of wines. Mm. Well, some done. lovely wines. There was um, the rugby wine club. They were on the course, which yeah, I believe Tins is involved with. There was Minute wines, which was lovely. Some rosé. Okay, absolutely delicious. How nice! Uh, yeah, and what a lovely day! It was lovely. It was lovely. A happy play. Uh, it didn't matter how you played, mate. Basically, oh right, the team, that, play? The team that won cheated because it's best who scores, and they got 103 points. And if anyone plays golf and plays that format, they know that's near enough impossible without cheating. I know. I even I know that they're banned. They're banned. I mean, late 80s, maybe, maybe early 90s, maybe, but certainly not 103 points when you know no holes were given to you. There was no. There was no shots taken for you. So, appalling. Unless they had, yeah, okay. you know, 72 mulligans each. Yeah. And I believe Ronnie Arani was on that team as well. So, says it says a lot, doesn't it? Oh, it says it all. I mean, I don't know what it says. And I don't know if it says I've anything at all, him. does it? i never met him no. either. I met him once um, in passing, but he seemed really nice. But, I mean, if you want to label him a cheat, I'm up for it. What's he going to do about it? Austin Healy was speaking of cheats. Austin Healy was there, cheated. Uh, Didn't he um, cheat hair? Run you over. Cheat hair, isn't he? Um, he has, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he was sat on the table lunchtime on the ninth, and he shouted something to me about. Uh, you got a vitamin D deficiency, or something like that. And I just, I said sorry, and he what said it. Shaming? He said it again. I went, no, I heard you, mate. I'm just sorry. And his old table, like, were laughing at him. And, um, yeah, he didn't like it at all. So, after uh, after his round, just sat there in a wicker chair after we've played 18, and he just drives straight to the side of me, knocks me flying. <laughs> <laughs> he was going, sorry, the accelerator was a bit stuck. right? And I've laid on the floor just long enough for people to think, is he all right? Is he not? Oh, did you? Did yeah. you? Oh, yeah. brilliant. Well done. <laughs> I, I didn't move initially and I, I got up and I sort of shook my head. Uh, so I think I'll be all right, guys. And uh, he's laughing and everyone, he's like high-fiving everyone and they're all laughing. And uh, anyway, I thought, ah, oh, well, here's my little moment. And he goes off to the bar. As he goes off to the bar, I snap his putter, put the putter head back on it, put it in his bag <laughs> and find out he's on his way. <laughs> to Port Rush today to play golf. 
for a couple of days. Oh. And he's texted me already this morning. Oh, that's he? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. What's he said? Putter aggression. Exclamation mark. <laughs> do you know, do you know what? Um, hope you've got a good lawyer. Oh, brilliant. I am... Um, because I was, I told uh, Craig Doyle and Brian O'Driscoll about it the other day, and they yeah. loved. I said, "Don't tell him." And they they loved it, and there was an idea. The idea was find out what course he's playing. We didn't bother with the English stuff to do, but find out what course he's playing, ring them, or get Dricko to ring them because it's in Ireland. They'll listen, or Craig Doyle, and say, "Right, you need to take all adult putters out of the sh- of the golf shop today. Go tell the golf pro you can't sell." The only adult, the only putters have to be kids' putters. So if he wants to replace it, he's going to get a right kids' for putter. I'd be all right for him. <laughs> yeah, it would have been great. But I didn't. I didn't snap it in two. I just bent it. And it was just hanging on by a thread. I mean, it's dead. Yeah, it's dead. Oh, no way you could use it. So um, no. Yeah. So, um, I was at. Uh, a I had lunch. the last laugh. Oh, go on. You did. You're well done. That's good. It's good stuff from you. I was at a lunch uh, for Bishop Stortford rugby club the other day it's what it's one of those things and it's a really nice it was in central london it was very posh um very classy until you know the chairman stands up and starts effing and blinding and you realize you're actually gonna have quite a good time and it's not that formal but nick abendanen's dad was there for some reason oh. in his spoofing jacket yeah um <clears throat> and he stood up and he said i've got a story i've got a story to tell and it wasn't part of like the running order or anything like that he just off the cuffed it and I, I wished I just wish Bendy had been there because he stood up and said, "Once I was a cricket umpire, and first into bat was Phil Vickery, and because Phil Vickery, Vix was there as well at the lunch, and it was that guy was Phil Vickery, and his first ball he was plum, and there was a big appeal, and I said not out, and they said, but it was plum, and he said, I know it was plum, but that's Phil Vickery, and I'm not giving him out." And we were like, right, now it's going to... And he just but he burst into hysterics <laughs> that he couldn't control. I gave the mic back and got off the stage. It was one of the greatest performances of all time. It was like, we're waiting for the story to finish. Yeah. It turned out it had finished. One of and them. he was paralysed by the hilarity of it all. And no one else realised it had finished. And his laughter made the whole room piss themselves. <laughs> it, was, it was like... And I think he think... I said to him, you think we're laughing at your story, mate. We're laughing at your laughing. That was blood. It was bloody funny, mate. It was very, very funny indeed. Oh, very good. You've got to be confident to tell a shit story like that, basically, haven't you? Oh, I've told you before about the David Duckham one. Yeah, yeah. Told a yeah, deliberately yeah. terrible story that went yep. on and on. It's honestly hilarious. Yep. Just yep. brilliant. Yep. I mean, I don't oh, know okay, if I'd try that myself, but i I think i I think I would. You could argue I'd do it every time I commentate, but um, yeah, uh, very, very good. Very, very good. Um, but that meant that meant that I couldn't fly out to Toulon until the Saturday morning. See, ah, yeah. so otherwise I'd gone out on Friday and I'd have had a couple of bloody beers with okay. Nick Mullins and Tim Walker. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't have seen Sheridan. I wouldn't have seen Andy Sheridan again this week. Not two weeks in a row. We'd, once every couple of years is enough for me and Shez. He wouldn't have wanted to go and get pissed again on Saturday on Friday night. He wouldn't. Hasn't got it. In He's. It. He, I, yeah. He. Well, I was when we went out. I wouldn't normally say this because I was working the next day, and I've, I don't get pissed as you know, like you don't. You don't get pissed the night before you're commentating. You just don't do it. And I didn't feel pissed at all. Like we weren't drinking a crazy amount, but I stood up and I was like, "Whoa!" Got back to my hotel room. And I was like, Whoa. "A little bit wobbly, were you?" Root. Yeah, I was struggling. And I text Jez in the morning and said I was on the edge last night, mate. I was struggling a bit. I was in bed by twelve, mm. and he's like, "Were you?" 
I was absolutely fine. So I think he is a heavyweight in every sense. Um, ah, well, get him on the spirits, mate. Yeah. Get him on a martini, uh, the porn star martini. We were on those, wallop. French whiskey. The guy was like, honestly, try it. And I was like, have you got anything like old and Scottish or Japanese? Like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I've never heard, I've never heard of French whiskey being any good. I could be wrong. Anyway, he served us something and it was minging. Mm. The only minging thing we had. Mm. Yeah. Um, get him on a tequila. Yeah. But neck on him, he just absorb it, I reckon. Um, so have you been busy, boy? What have you been up to, fella? Well, I had the, the Tyndall do Thursday, Friday. Um, quite a quiet weekend, really. Watched a lot of the European rugby. I'm off to see Partridge on Thursday. It's Tuesday today. I'm off oh. to see him at the Motor Point in Cardiff on Thursday. I cannot wait. Got a box. Um, oh, Dave Allison, New Bore Street Motors, mate of mine. He's coming along he's allowed us to use his box there so don't have to get up for wee wees or drinks we can just enjoy oh, it there and I just I don't want to drink very much I just want to be focused do you know what I mean because it'll be layered yeah. and you'll, I'll miss the gags I'll miss everything I'm a huge Steve Coogan fan so I need to be I need to be on it like I'm analysing a game it needs to be quiet around me so could get it uh, could get quite aggressive. I'm honest if yep. um, if it gets a bit rowdy in the box. So yeah, okay. So that is on Thursday. Cannot wait. I've heard so many good things about it. A lot of my mates have seen it in Ireland and said it was bloody fantastic. And then I'm doing cocoms for Ospreys Bulls on Friday at Liberty dot uh, Liberty dot com Swansea dot com Stadium and going to Ireland with Premier Sport to sit in the studio for the Scarlet Stormers on Saturday. Yep. So that's um that's my week, fella. What about you? Tell me. Well, fella, I mean I did I did the wasps end of season. Oh, wasps end of yeah. season thing. So wasps, wasp ladies and uh men's and wasp net boys. Did it with Kirsty Gallagher actually. Um normally I'd stay up and you know what I'm like, I'd get I get absolutely bloody lashed. Do a session um, with her in the morning. <clears throat> get bloody lashed. Yeah, we did some Had bum some and tums with um, Mel Dean. Yep. Um, and um, yeah, it was it was good, mate. It was really nice, but I I did have to drive home. I had to drive home after that, which is it's fine, Tommy. You were used to it, aren't we? The late nights on the road with an audio book. I'm listening to um, I'm listening to what am I listening to? It's a Stephen King novel, and I think it's called Billy Summers at the moment. Okay. So I'm reading a book called The Binding, which I'm really like. I'm listening to a book called Billy Summers, and as soon as this is finished, I've got the next. Um, I've got Bad Actors, the next Mick Heron Slow Horses book. I ordered it on pre. ordered it in pre-order, and it's downloaded into my thingy, Tommy. And I'm ready to go, mate. So I've got I've got Kindle, paperback, audio book, all on the go at the same time. Mm. All right. The paperback I've got going is. A oddly, Tommy is a parenting book about raising girls, which um, by you need all the help you can get. Mate, I've do. You're not even joking. Not not even joking. It is it is um, intense. Um. So yeah, it's just it's all go, Tommy. Um, and this week, God knows what's what's going on. I'm doing. Um, I've got a couple of days with Newlands, a commercial property firm, which are yeah, lovely people. I've been with with them for a little while and doing some nice stuff. Don't you worry about what. Um, and 
Then I've got a... Uh, something with a mic. It's something like that. Yeah. It's not quite, actually. But then I've got another event on Thursday, an event on Friday, and then um, Quinn's play Gloucester on um, Saturday at Twickenham, Tommy, and then... Ooh, you're doing that game. Highlight yeah. show Sunday. It's just, it's just a big... It's just a busy week, what I'm saying to you. But it is... 11.30 on a Tuesday morning and I'm sitting, I'm in the sitting room with my feet up and I've just finished the coffee, so it ain't that bad. Yeah, Rob, you'll be over soon anyway, mate. They can F off down to Devon for six weeks, can't they? Well, 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 you say that. Well, well, you say that. Actually, I'm now, I now know that I'm going to Australia in the summer. Ah, yeah. With Sky Sports to commentate on the three England tests with Miles Harrison, which is, and Ellie Roper, which is awesome. Will you be doing all the interviews um, as well? I don't know. I mean, I did mention to my mate Phil from Sky, I, you know, something like, what are the odds of me just hopping to Fiji for five days in between a couple of the tests? Yeah. Um, that was a no. That was a no. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to seeing Justin Harrison. I'll see Mark Bakewell. Um, Timmy Horan. I'll see, you know, I've got Cup Timmy Horan. I'll see... Um, Campo. I, won't, I, probably won't, I, won't, I probably won't see Campo, but I will see Helmy Horan um, and a couple of other mates. Ollie Braley. Don't know if you met Ollie Braley. Nobody. He was see nobody. Great guy. Go see nobody. No, won't see him. We don't know. We've met, only met once. Okay. He told me, John Eels, you mean, don't you? He told me he was um, exporting beef to Japan. Nathan Gray. Chat with one him. One of his jobs. Don't know him. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a. I was trying to think of Nick Far Jones. I'm going to have dinner with Nick Far Jones. <laughs> Talk about the Battle of Ballymore. <laughs> Third Rob Jones's take. What's yours, mate? Yeah. So that'll be nice. It'll be yeah. sociable, bit of work. I imagine there'll be all sorts of things. What about Bobby Dwyer? Meet him for a coffee? <laughs> Campisi, the loner. Duncan McRae. Um, chat with him. Yeah, could meet Binger. Yeah. Could meet him, yeah. Yeah. There's um, loads. Brad Lo- Free, Ryan Constable lives in Ireland, but he's Australian. Lottie Dakiri? Yeah, I'll meet Lottie. Um, meet him Morgan for a round of golf. Uh, meet him for a round of golf. Yeah, probably Wendell Saylor, probably meet him. Yeah. Um, a session with him, maybe a bit of swimming. Just trying to know. think of, just trying to, El- Elton Flatley, we'll probably, we'll probably, I'm just trying to list, just listing players now, aren't yeah. we? Sterlow, I'll probably meet up with Sterlow. What about, anyway, uh, it's, probably go it's for dinner around Nicole Kidman's, won't you? Yep. Yeah, well, I spoke to Sam Burgess and cause I'm, I'll be staying with him for the three weeks mm. and he said that um, we'll spend a week up on his mate's ranch. What, Russell Crowe? Yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah, spend a week up there. Document I mean, it, I'm, mate. I'm so, uh... I'm making this up. I'll be in the Hilton. I'll be in the Hilton with Miles. I'm yeah. probably sharing a room with Miles. So, um, Then a little holiday after that, Tom, and then uh, down to Devon, boy. Good, isn't it? That's it. That's when you. That's when you can relax most, isn't it? When you're down in Devon and a crow is stuck in your chimney. Miss those days. Yeah. Miss those days. You've got too many hell. kids now, mate. So I can't come down. You got three. I got three. Just six kids don't work. No, don't does it. Need to get a bigger house. Down when they there. go off to their mothers, uh, just invite me and I'll come on my own. That's it. That's it. That's, that's what we it. for now, mate. That's, that's what, what we'll do, for boy. Now. I'm going yeah, to the circus on morning. Sunday. I forgot I'm going to the circus. It's in Lackworth oh, in Cardiff on Sunday. But Your kids performing. It's a bit circus. different, aren't they? Um, yeah. I think they've got like motorbikes. And... Oh, God, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 
I saw someone, I put it on my story, someone doing a somersault in stilts. The other yeah, day I saw that. Surface. Incredible. Ooh, Jesus, blew me out. I know. Um, oh, that'd be lovely, boy. Well done. That'd be really nice. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Can we talk about um, rugby for a bit now? Because well, I'm yeah, they've just go. announced Eddie Jones has just announced a um, yeah, we haven't got a beer long, have we? An England training squad. Mm-hmm. Um, an extended well, 36 person training squad ahead of the Australia tour um, and there's some interesting there's some interesting people in it some interesting people not in it so go on then uh, Young Slade Daly Sinclair Marler uh, George Marchant Malins they're not in it but they might well be rested or they might have knocks right so like Malins hurt his hammy against Toulon at the weekend you'd imagine he'd go if he's fit so this isn't the touring squad this training squad but um Henry Arundel's in, which is great. Uh, Will Joseph is in. Jonathan Joseph's younger brother, who looks mega exciting. Mako's back in. Van Portfleet, Anthony Watson, Tuolagi, uh, Farrell's back in. Um, George McGuigan is in, which is particularly okay. pleasing for me because I think he's great and I've been banging that drum for a long time. Yeah. Um, and that means so both Newcastle hookers are in. Blamire's in as well. And Tom Pearson, who you might not have seen much of yet, Tommy, but he went to... Cardiff Met, the other one, but a London Irish back rower, but he is class, absolutely class, and he's in as well. Through the net, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, there you are. Uh, I'm sure the but, Welsh yeah, squad's been announced today as well. At some stage, oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. We'll find out. Um, all right, yeah. So well, it's just interesting. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I don't know how many people they're taking, but. Um, they're taking some people. How many people do you take for... Don't, yeah, anyway, whatever you take. 33, is um, it? 34? I don't think there's a set... I yeah, don't think there's a set number. I think you, it's normally between 33, maybe? 36? Mm. Joe Thocken of Singers in the training squad. Orlando Bailey. 
Yeah. Fraser Dingwall we love, don't we? Yeah. He's in, is he? Yep. Uh, rewarded by good form. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Deserves good, it. And Anthony Watson's back oh, okay. fit. It's great. He's yeah. signed for Leicester, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Where will he play? Where will he play? They'd be on the wing, won't he, Watson? Play wherever he wants, mate. Anthony Watson. Do you think he's a 15 or a winger? Play both. Um, probably winger. But then, I don't yeah. know, him with a bit of space, brutal, yeah. isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Do what he play where he wants. I, mm. I, I think about him like I know Rico Yuani didn't exactly work at thirteen. He had some good, did some good stuff, but it didn't really work. I think but so. Then, I think he worked at thirteen. I'd look him and uh, look at him and then compare him with like a Leonard Brown or someone. And you're like, nah, I had a different players though. Like Leonard Brown is, so, he's more physical and he's more gain line. Rico Yuani is got a massive outside break. You know, a little bit, has to play thirteen. Like Leonard Brown can play both. But play both, yeah. I think Rico Wine has been playing a lot of 13 for club. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Um, for Auckland. But I wonder about Anthony Watson because he's, cause he's brave as well. Like he runs so hard yeah. into contact. I wonder about him at 13, you know, like I know he's not as big as, no one's as big as George North, but Josh Adams is quite a robust geezer as well. Yeah. I, I just, I'm probably talking rubbish, but it's just a nice idea. But then watching Elliot Daly the last couple of weeks play 13, right? He's just been electric and really physical. Really yeah, physical. Nah, Watson's, Watson could play there, like if there was injuries, but... But I don't need him to. He's a 15 or a winger. Yeah, you don't need him to. He's too good at those positions. Yep. Uh, right, shall we talk about the... What do you want to talk about first? The Challenge Cup. You were there. Wasps um, could have beaten to, could have beaten Leon, but didn't. Leon scored a couple of tries. One amazing try that was sort of 75, 80 metre job. Really, really nice. Birdo, the fly half, finished it off, but they were great. Wasps actually just made quite a lot of mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't outplayed, I didn't think at all, but they weren't beaten up, they weren't outplayed, but they just made some mistakes that just they just weren't there and passes going behind people, hitting the deck, not accurate. Joel Kapoku, this old Sari second row, still young, big fella, um, was awesome, absolutely awesome. He mm-hmm. played so well. Um I really like him, always liked him. Toulon, Saris. I mean, if I was going to bet 100 quid on that game, I'd have put all 100 quid on Saris winning yep. it. I just Same. did not see, even though I watched Toulon beat Irish the week before, Yeah, they look, they're in much better form than they were Toulon, but they're, you know, they they were bottom of, the, bottom of the league in February. Villiers was class. I saw, class, I was watching mate. you and Drico and Doyle on BT Sport. Really enjoyed mm. it, mate. Fantastic oh, combination. Um, and you were massively praising you were all massively praising Villiers because yep. good in attack but you know that don't you you know he's a great attacker but it was the defensive work and his attitude which really sort of stood out over the ball work rate getting back um, because a lot of players especially someone of his size you don't necessarily associate with being quality defenders or quality jacklers but he had it all had it all and I don't know if he won man of the match or not but he was up there yep and he's we yeah he's always always won but like you know people talk about how do you Amara Toji did an interview this week and it's like why doesn't rugby market itself better why doesn't it package it better F1 is never as exciting as rugby but it's packaged better and yeah, there's more. There is more money there, which helps, of course. But also, F1 is almost entirely on paid telly, isn't he? Which do, which doesn't help um, always. But 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. So you talk about someone like Villiers, and I commentated on the game, and I was like, look, he, he does, he's amazing in attack, but it's not just when an opportunity comes up. He hunts downs. He goes yeah. breakdown to breakdown. So the the one, the one amazing jackal where Vincent Cock and Jamie George couldn't clear him out, two international front rowers, yep. couldn't get him off. He was at the breakdown before causing trouble, and he jumps to the next one, and he's doing, sometimes he's doing two, and he, you watch him, he's got a roaming role in attack, but in defence, he brings himself in field so he can bang people and so he can look for turnovers. He's like... Like Peter Armani, you know, just hunting rucks. He, mate, he is, but he's a winger. Like, yeah. I know, and Jack Knoll is probably even more of a handful, to be fair. Uhtred. But, yeah, Uhtred is probably Ragnarsson. even more of a handful, but they're similar, they're similar players. And there's always one, one bloke sort of goes on Twitter and he's like, everything he does doesn't... It's just a jackal, mate. Everyone jackals. I'm like, mate, you're firstly, you're missing the point. This is a winger hunting jackals and... He's not waiting for them to come. He's going to hunt them. Secondly, what is wrong with saying someone is frigging amazing? What is wrong with that? If it's just like people, it's so British. It's like, no, you've said, you've said enough nice things about them. Stop. Also, like, well, it's why? the technique because a lot of people go into jackal situation and just get blown out, just get folded in two or, you know, a little bit of pressure and they're gone. They collapse. So it's a proper technique, you know. It's it's a massive skill to be able to jackal effectively. You know, you've got to be your technique has to be spot on, and that's why people like Warburton, Peter Armani, those types of players are so good at it. Because tag burn, not everyone can do it effectively. Everyone yep. can attempt it, but not everyone can use their core, um, get low enough, get in the right position. So yeah, so. Up yep. yours, whoever sent flats that. Yeah, it's probably. Um, and bit too too long were great. Uh, well, not great's pushing it, but they probably would be favourites against Leon. Leon have never been in a final ever in their history. Really? How amazing is that? Yeah, so it'd be good for them to win it. But mm. Ibn Etzebeth was very good. Yeah. Um, very, very good. He had massive influence. And Sarri's actually, I think Mark McCall said they looked like a bit occasion rusty, basically. And I think he's right. And been a while since they've been in a big game like that but they did get every every time they got into good positions which they did their line out more got beaten up their scrum got beaten up a bit and they didn't have the physical dominance we're used to them having um and on that a point i made on um the highlight show which you might not have seen is that people there's always there's this panic around well the gallagher premiership clubs salary cap you'll never win in europe and all that if you look at the top three premiership clubs now, Saracens are not in the Challenge Cup. So they, they were in the, the Champions Cup. They're not in it, of course, for obvious reasons. And they got to the semi-final and lost to the better side on the night. Equally, they could go and beat, if they played too long at home this week, they could beat them. You know, they're a top team. Um, Leicester went out to Leinster, who are going to, they're probably the greatest team Europe's ever seen. Massive right, or budget. close to it. But also... Leinster, they only played Leinster in the in the um, quarterfinals because Leinster had a game cancelled, therefore couldn't, and they got made four seeds because of a cancelled game. Otherwise, they would have been higher. So they only played them kind of through a COVID cancellation default, yep. or they wouldn't have played them. And you'd back Leicester against pretty much anyone else at home. And who's the other one? Quinns went out to Montpellier by one point in a game where, being kind about it, they should very likely have had a penalty try five and which would have won them the game. So you've got the top three teams and it's not like ever they're getting battered and tossed out. It's like, like the I, I think, 
Yeah, I, I really don't think like, there's this big panic about it. And we, how many times have we heard English clubs can't compete? You can compete. They're, stuff like the Irish, the you know, Leinster being able to rest everyone for a couple of weeks, that is undeniably an advantage. Having more money to spend and have more top players is undeniably an advantage. But wait a couple of years, and if then the English clubs still aren't competing, there's an issue, But or next year, whatever. But for now, the top three go, not being there is kind of like quite easily explained, really. Yeah, chill out. Yeah, let it unfold. Uh, Leinster to lose. I didn't expect Leinster to beat them 40 points to 17. Um, to lose, absolutely blown away in every area of the game, I thought. The ruck they weren't speed, very good, were they? No, the ruck speed was so quick from Leinster. And a lot of that was down to how they attack. They attack a lot like Ireland do, don't they? They're not, they are aggressive and they, they do hit the gain line but it was there's so many variations there with them you know that they've got the ability to throw it out the back they've got some really good decision makers who get into first receiver so tag furlong for instance is one of the best you know if of of carry pass short or put it behind to ball player and he puts doris through on a short line i think for for one of the options um not even to mention is 30 meter pass that goes straight into the hands of I don't know who was who was, was it Lowe on the wing or O'Brien might have been Keenan but decision makers at first receiver uh, you know like we said like the All Blacks are just better players just more intelligent rugby players mm. Leinster are like that I think there's not many teams that compete can compete with them in decision making of choosing the right option um, and they've always got options as well. It's never really just a one-up runner. It's either Johnny Sexton to the line or Johnny Sexton behind the line. You know, his dummy goes through for Josh van der Fleer's try. It's just class, mate, because there's just they attack with numbers all the time. So it's really difficult to defend, and that's why they make so many line breaks and half breaks. Um, not to mention they've just got power players as well. You know, so they've got good combinations everywhere. The back row's brilliant. The front row... Just as good a front row carry loads as well, and then just the combinations behind as well. Like Hugo Keenan is one of the most skillful players I've ever seen. Then they've got the power of, sort of Robbie Henshaw. They've got the guile and and you know just the pace and and the intelligence of Gary Ringrose. They've got power of James Lowe. It's just everything works. The whole combinations work around there. You've got maybe the yin and yang, but. You've got players that complement each other and you have to look at them and think they they have to be favourites for this competition on on that game. But it By was at home. It was at home for them really. It was a Viva Stadium. It's Yeah, but the they French... chewed Leicester up at Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Tiger did. as well, didn't they? Like But I'm talking about yeah, talking about Toulouse probably more so of Yeah. Not coming away. Although they did it in Munster. Um, week before, I mean, Munster should have won that game in the yeah. eighty. Let's face it. But but the the other game, La Rochelle, Rassing, Rassing La Rochelle was in the end. Doyle just said it. He was like that was terrible. I was like, yeah, that was terrible. It was such a terrible game. Mm. Um, and you know the the right team won it. Um, they were better, a better team. They looked more organised. But geez, it was geez, that was a tough watch. I know La Rochelle for. for that 10 minute period what is it 50 to 60 minutes you know I know they won it but 
they'll be kicking themselves that they didn't score more yeah. with two yellow Rassing cards. Rassing two, Teddy, Teddy Tomas two on one that he didn't give yeah. in the game you yeah. know, like, or potentially yeah. like and he's not the type of player not to throw that either you wouldn't call him a selfish player or you wouldn't call him no. a one dimensional player. player yeah yeah. but just I mean it was I mean brain the less freeze. said about it the better but the the final will be interesting because I'm not sure a team has arrived as such strong favourites yeah, and that might play into La Rochelle's yeah, hands. Yeah, the, the pressure Len- adds... Leinster, massive favourites. Yeah, and the pressure adds to that, but it's not as if they haven't won it before, you know, so... Do you want to know my European Player of the Year? Mm, yeah. Guess. Okay. Uh, can you give me his nationality? He's Irish. Okay. Tag Furlon. No. Um, okay, leave it with me. Um... When I say it, you'll be like, yep, yep. Kelleher. No, Josh van der Fleer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. What a player. Yeah. Because what they, when Great they're in attack, well. they're, it is, yeah, flyer. When they're in attack, they're obviously amazing, but in defence, they also, they because in, in attack, they just force you to make horrible decisions all the time. Yep. In attack, in defence, they force the attack to make decisions before they want to. He's got so much energy, that guy. Like, yep. and it's not—he's not just high energy. He's a banger as well. Like, it, they force you to do stuff you don't want to do, and teams just look so uncomfortable playing against them. Yeah, like just the the way he finishes try, just took his time, didn't panic. I know he sort of gets tackled over the line, but you see players like that panic a lot, but just rode the tackle. Put over the line, and also the try before against Leicester when Harry Potter tackled him, just managed to wriggle himself free because it was a wonderful hit. It's a proper, proper big hit from Harry Potter, but he just he just uses his body weight and was able to use his momentum to get over. You know, yeah, he could be up there. Yeah, is there a European Player of the Year, or have we just made that up? There is, yeah. Okay, there will be. Nick Abendon and Steph Armitage won it, didn't they? Ah, uh, okay. Um, but I'm all about Josh van der Fleer. Yep, all right. He's ace, isn't he? Yep. I dig that. I dig that loads. Anyway, so when is the final? The final is... 28th. 28th. A week on Saturday. Yeah. So let's have a look at fixtures. I can't imagine Leinster playing any of their players this week. Can you? No, no one's playing. <laughs> No one's playing, and you know, let's have got Munster. Uh, Irish well. people hate it when English people say that. Uh, it is. I love watching Leinster. I'm a Leinster fan now. I love them. Mm. It is a massive advantage. Massive. Still, doesn't. That's not the only reason they're good. They're coaching. The pathways. They're all that stuff. They're all that sort of stuff is amazing too. They're nailing everything at the moment, Leinster. But being able to give the lads a couple a week or a couple of weeks off before big games to focus on one game and get themselves feeling amazing is a massive advantage. Like go and watch like go and watch Northampton Leicester the week before a big European game and then compare that with what the Irish lads are doing. Yeah, well they're Irish have got telly, like, Stad France, I'm sure they rest most of their players as well. So. Yeah, they might do. Yeah. I mean, they've obviously got a massive squad. Yeah. Or well, they've got a big squad, but equally you you know if if a Premiership team were playing in the European final, they might rest a few players this week. But you can't rest as many. You can't rest all of them. And also, 
you know, it might happen, but it's not, it's not just that. It's the fact that you can rest before quarterfinals, you can rest before semifinals, and it's that week or two here or there throughout the season. It's not just once. They get to rest quite a lot, those guys. And it's great. I love it. It makes their product better, so go for it. But anyone who denies it's an advantage is kidding themselves. I love how the press are bigging this up now with Sexton versus Ogara. Ogara's not yeah, even playing, mate. He's a coach. He's head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but two former greats. Well, no, time. one great. One one great, one former great. Yeah. Well done. Thanks for picking me up on that. He'll yeah, be former yeah. soon. Sexton he can't go forever. What a player. Oh, mate. I think he gets cleverer and cleverer. Like, I was talking to... He's like Tom Brady. Brian, he is, yeah. I was talking to Drick about him and I was like, he's still got that thing where he'll take it to the line and be super brave. Yep. But he seems to do it way less often. He seems to be protected, deeper, whatever, but off it's a slightly different role using Henshaw and Ringrose to do a bit more of that. And he drops back into a, I don't want to say quarterback, it's a bit unoriginal, but no, he drops back yeah. into that decision-making, overseeing role. It's just like, he's just got it all. He just he's dips fine. in and he out. He flies in in defence. Yeah, yeah, but he dips in and out when decisions need to be made. Like, decisions don't need to be made if you've got four phases where 12 or back rows hitting it off nine. He just, he sort of hides them. But then when decisions come, when after the three or four phases, when it becomes more of a phase play type of attack, he just dips. That's when he comes in. He comes in. He's organising. People know exactly what to do. People are running the right angles. Um, and he's he's not getting injured as much now, I don't think, either. Remember, like, three or four years ago, he had a few issues with concussion. And there was a mm. few. But he doesn't seem to be getting injured as much now. Maybe that's just a bit of luck. I don't know. Maybe he's just not taking as much contact now. And maybe he is just becoming that quarterback role. But at this rate... You've got another two, three years in him, I reckon. Do you reckon? Maybe. He's quitting that he's quitting though, isn't he? Well, Tom Brady tried to quit, didn't he? Yeah. Doesn't work. Hard to walk away when you're that good. Yeah, exactly. I found, I found it quite easy. <laughs> Can you stop please? Yep. Anyway, right. No problem. There we are, boy. Um Well done, lad. Enjoy your week. Yep. Um, you keep going, okay? Yeah, leave us a review, please. We need some reviews. What, me? And I know. Well, you can if you want. Okay then. Yeah, sure. All right, fella. Well done, everyone. Soon. Keep going. Tara then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.